What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today is uh, is a betting show, but a betting show of uh, a different ilk. Uh, we'll have the normal betting show as well this week, but today I'm going to look ahead to next year. Obviously, we just started off the year. We're a bit into the year now, but still, MMA is only kind of back to getting going. But today I'm concentrating on the UFC, and I'm looking at the bets for who will be the UFC champion on the 1st of January 2024. And uh, shout out to my guy, uh, Jedi Goodman, for posting these uh, uh, these uh, betting lines. They're at uh, Superbook, I think they're called, if you go over to my guy Jed's um, Twitter, you'll be able to find all of these lines. And I picked out my pick for every single division and I'm going to give it to you here and maybe we'll come back next year and see how wrong I was which is usually the case uh, in all of these but today what I'm giving you right I'm not giving you who my who I think it'll be right because if I gave you who I think it'll be it'll probably be you know a little bit a little bit boring or the prices wouldn't be great I'm giving you prices right I'm giving you what I look at and middleware was one especially we'll get to him we get to because I have these lined up now uh, and I want to go at them uh, especially but like middleweight is the one who we will get to we'll speak about it more but there are probably four guys there maybe five guys if you you know you like a bit of bow nickel who all have a chance of being champion if it goes in one way or another way and in that case I just picked the best price right so that's kind of what I'm doing here I'm this is a not a prediction show this is a betting prediction show. So it's a mixture of who I think will be there with the chance with the price. So that's how we should look at this. And that's how I'm looking at it as well. So um, let's get into it because we have a lot of divisions and, and I'll, I'll run through them pretty quickly here. And I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, uh, um, you know, about them, some of them in depth and some of them uh, not, not as much. Um, so let's start off. At, at the lowest weight class and let's talk about the, the flyweight division um, and the person I'm going for here this is one of the uh, the lower priced bets but I'm going for Davidson Figueredo at 2-1 to one. now we'll find out very very quickly if uh, if Davidson will regain the championship uh, I think he will right I'm picking him to win that fight and the reason I'm giving for him to hold the belt at this stage of next year is I feel like for Figueredo to take this fight even or to have this fight against Brandon Moreno I think he's kind of and, and made, this could change very very quickly now but I think he's kind of made the decision right I need to stake my claim at flyweight I need to get the flyweight I need to make that weight I need to forget about this bantamweight thing for a while and concentrate on being the best flyweight in the world also I think a champion like this will only go up to bantamweight if he's definitely going. No, if he if he is the champion, obviously. Uh, and we, you know, they both hold championships at the moment, so we'll see that very very soon here. In fact, um, but I think he'll only go up if he gets title in the weight class above, right? And this is my thinking on this as well. So if you think in a weight class above, you think of bantamweight, and you look at who is at bantamweight. Uh, at the moment and who's looking about getting the title shots right you're thinking about obviously Henry Cejudo who looks like he's favourite to get the next shot and in Sean O'Malley and there's I, I've heard two people talking here uh, in the last while um, who was Dan Hardy one? I don't know I can't remember but um, 
if Henry Cejudo gets the shot, they should make Sean O'Malley kind of wait out and be the next guy in line, which, one, I think does make sense, and two, probably brings you the next year, right? So if you have, let's say, one of those title shots in May and the other one in, say, October or something like that, there's there's going to be no fight again until next year then after that. Right now, maybe it, it can happen sometimes, you know, you can get three or four and in a year it doesn't have, happen that often, but that, that can happen. But I think that's a reason as well why Figueroa won't go up. Now, will he win the title? Let's say he will. Let's say that's the two to one prize. I don't think he can go up and fight for a title in 2023. That is my call. I'm not, maybe he'll be wrong. Maybe O'Malley will get injured or maybe, you know, the Suhudo fight won't happen or all. maybe, maybe, maybe. But that's why I'm going for it. I'm going for Figueredo to get it there. I think two to one. Like you, you look at some of the other um, betting prices there. Moreno seven to four, which obviously very very similar prices. We're not these are in luckily they're in my uh, <laughs> my prices. So seven to four as you put down four, you win seven. Two to one as you put down one, you win uh, you win two. So that's obviously very close. If it was eight to four to be two to one, so very close to the two to one. Uh, Askar Askarov, who isn't even in the UFC anymore, I don't think. He's a four, <laughs> four to one. Uh, Patoja, 18 to one. Kaikar France, uh, 12 to one. And then they've mixed up the other ones with the featherweight division for some reason. But those are the main guys there anyway. I like Manel Cape as well. He's not Price, he's not here, but he's maybe an outsider guy who you could think might be uh, in the running. But um, yeah, I think uh, I like that bet and I like it as a kind of a, you know, a lower price, not the biggest price bet in the world, but I think it will happen. The next one is the opposite. It's a bigger price bet. And I'm I'm not sure if you'll actually get this price, but um this This is a big price and it's Umar and Megamedov and going for at 50 to 1 to be the Bantamweight champion. Now I'm kind of I, I'm stealing this as well from someone else because they made a great point. And it, you know who was? Uh, I think it was uh, might have been uh, I think it might have been John Anik, maybe you made the point or so I, I don't know what. I've been listening to a few podcasts over the the Christmas period, and I usually don't because you know I'm recording myself. But I had a few days off. And I was like, oh, I listen to the podcast, so it could it could have been a number of different people. But they made the point right that. Uh, do you know? Do you know who it was actually? It was my guy, my guy Spencer Kai made the point in the podcast I did with him over in, over in Severe May. He made the point that because Marab Dashvili is kind of the odd man out in that division because Al Jermaine is the champion at the moment and does look like he will either fight Sahudo or O'Malley or both in a row, like someone has to fight against Dashvili, right? And who is it going to be to fight against Dashvili, right? Who's going to be. And, Spencer made the point that it could be Umar Nurmagomedov. He could be the guy who is uh, number 11 in the rankings at the moment. Let's say he even wins another fight. Let's say he was to fight, say, a, a Song Yadong or a Rob Font or someone like that um, and climb those rankings and get to to the next level. Actually, does he have, I think he does have a fight coming up, doesn't he? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think he's a fight coming up pretty soon, actually. Uh, yeah, he does. He's fighting uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Barsolos. Even by, maybe by the time this comes out, will, will, it, will this... Yeah, this could, that fight could have already happened by the time this comes out. So never mind. But that's um, that's an interesting fight, right? And it's interesting that it, that's very, uh, very, uh, I suppose, uh, early in the year. He's the type of guy I don't think will be hanging around, right? So let's say he wins that fight, gets into the top 10, could be fighting someone like Marab, right? If he fights Marab, Marab is ranked number three, beats Marab, he's right there. 
he is right there. So my talk earlier, right, about, and I, I, I stand by what I said about, okay, it could be Sahuda, it could be, uh, it could be O'Malley. I'm taking a 50 to one shot. It's not that. And I'm taking a 50 to one shot that it's not that Umar gets the Dashvili fight and Umar beats Dashvili. Now, those are a lot of things to happen. But 50 to 1 is a big price. 50 to 1 is a big price. You look at some of the other prices, Sahuda 94, don't like that. Don't like that for a guy coming off of such a long layoff. Aljamain 9 to 5, that's probably the lower price one I would go for. Sean O'Malley 8 to 1, I think that's a very good price. Chilo Vera 8 to 1, that's not a bad price. I actually like Yan at 6 to 1, that's one I think could happen. Like this division as well, it feels like we know what's going to happen in this division, but if past this prologue in MMA, we don't. We don't have a clue. <laughs> we don't have a clue what's going to happen. We really, really don't. So um, I think it's an interesting division, and I've gone for an outsider in this one. I haven't gone for many outsiders. That's the biggest price I'm going to give. There's only one kind of, one near, not even as big as that, not even close as big as that, but there's only one or a big, big price here. Uh, but yeah, I'm going for Umar and Omega Medov. Because, uh, and the reason as well I'm going for it is because none of those others like completely stick out to me. None of them completely stick out to me. So I'm going for uh, Umar in the wild one. The flyer. Let's call it a flyer. Right. Uh, I'm going to go and look at the, the three women's divisions because Featherweight isn't there next. But Strawweight, Rose and Amiunis, I'm going at 5-2. to two. Now, Rose has obviously fought and beat the champion twice already before, if I'm not mistaken. Um... She she's five to two, five to seven. Zhang Weili, Amanda Lemus eight to one, Yan Jonan fourteen to one, and the rest. I don't think, I don't think there's anyone else there at the moment that massively stands out to me in terms of someone who's going to win uh, and someone who's going to beat Zhang Weili, right? And I'm not sure, and I'd be very interested. Maybe, maybe it'll happen pretty quickly. But who is going to actually fight Zhang Weili next? Is it going to be Rose? And I think it might actually be better off if Rose fights someone else didn't fight Zhang Weili. And the weirdest thing about this, right, is... Uh, and this, we're somewhere, we're 360 days away nearly at the time of recording this from when the person has to be champion. So much can happen. Like, someone what, someone could lose this year on a, in a non-title fight and still become champion and be champion by the end of next year. Like, that could happen. Someone could take a short notice fight. Someone could have four fights in the year, win, lose one, win two, didn't get a title fight and be back in there. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in mixed martial arts. We we have to remember that as well. And in this in in the strawweight division, it's been mayhem. It's been back and forth and back and forth. Now you would think after all the back and forth, maybe we'll have a time of calm. Maybe Zhang Weili will hold on to the title for a while, and maybe she will. Maybe she will. But I, I'm very interested to see what the next move of Rose and Amunis is. And can she regain the title? And, like, if they fight... Like, okay, here's the question for this, right? Do you think Rose and Amunis and Zhang Weili will fight in 2023? Right? I think most people will probably say yes to that. Uh, whether it's early or late. Or whether it's... It probably won't be early now. This is whether it'll be in the mid part of the year or late in the year and if either of those two things are correct would you take a five to two bet on Rose and Amunis still holding on to it towards the end of the year 
I think that's a good bet. Honestly, I think I think it's a, I think it's a good bet. Maybe not the best bet in the world. This is actually the one I probably struggled with most in terms of finding one that I could even argue strongly for. But I'm going for Rosalind Muniz. I'm going for Rosalind Muniz. Right, the next one I'm going for, and I I really like this one. And here's my thinking behind it. I'm going for Aaron Blanchfield at fourteen to one. So impressed with her against Molly McCann. Now, obviously, you know Molly is is a good fighter, but not the best best fighter in the world. Um, Aaron Blanchfield is currently ranked. Let me just look at it here uh, at number ten. So there is a bit of a bit of rising to do. But I think she will get a big matchup coming up here soon. Whether it is, you know, an Andrade or a Murphy or a Chuke. I could see her fighting Chuke against someone like that. And obviously, you know, Manon Firo is there in front of her and Valentina is still the champion. But here's my reasoning on this one. And, you know, maybe I'll give my pick for the uh, for the Bantamweight champion as well at the same time. And here it is. Bantamweight champion, Valentina Shashinko, 15-2. to two. And that's the reason. I think Valentina this year will go up. I think she'll fight Amanda Nunes. And I think she'll beat Amanda Nunes. Even though she's lost her twice before. I do not think Amanda Nunes is the same fighter she was. I think Shevchenko has had uh, at least one poor outing recently. Maybe one and a half poor outings. And I think it's because she doesn't have the challenge. Or you know, mentally doesn't have the challenge. I think Amanda Nunes' poor performances are more to do with her coming towards the end of her illustrious, brilliant goat career. I really do. And I think if Shevchenko went up, she has the two losses. Nunes has the two wins. Who's going to be mentally more prepared for that one? I think it'll be Valentina. I think she'll win. So Valentina, champion here, 52. And then it leads a void at £125. Now... Maybe Valentina will uh, will hold on, try to hold on to two belts and do all of that. Maybe she'll try to get three belts and go up and fight at 145 pounds. There's no betting on that one here. But I think if she doesn't, if she lets go of the belt or goes say, up for the two belts above, I think Aaron Blanchfield is... I think it's between herself and Manon Firo. I think it'll probably be the two of them fighting for the title, honestly, towards the end of the year. That's my call. Now, maybe, maybe it won't happen. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. But I think Aaron Blanchfield is brilliant. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I think she will get a big fight coming up. I think she'll win it. And I could definitely see her being champion. 14 to 1. Say with look with the proviso that Shevchenko is gone, which I think will happen. There you go. I like that one. And obviously we've given Shevchenko for the for the other one. Let's look at some of the other prices uh, around there. Um uh Valentina 1 to 2 to hold on to the belt. Which, you know, maybe she will. Maybe she will. Talia Santa six to one. Uh Manon Firo eight to one. Aaron is said fourteen to one. Chukagan twenty five to one. Grasa twenty five to one. Casey O'Neill, another one. Thirty to one. Tracy Cortez fifty to one. Uh, Macy Barber fifty to one. Lauren Murphy sixty to one. You know, if I was to pick out one of them, maybe Casey O'Neill, thirty to one. I think she still has another bit of time to go. I think Blanchfield is ahead. Firo might be the one as well. Like let's say Firo gets Let's say if it's Firo Santos or Firo against, you know, someone else. I know she's fought you again, but a Grasso maybe or someone like that. I, I could see Firo winning it. So that 8-1 to one price is not a bad price at all. And at Bantamweight then, Nunes 4-7, four four, sorry, 4-9 four to nine to hold on to it. I wouldn't be betting on that at all. Uh, I, I think this is uh, I think this is Amanda Nunes' last year's champion in the UFC. And that's sad to say because I'm a massive Amanda Nunes admirer. I think she's absolutely brilliant, but... um. 
Yeah, I, I think she's I think she's on her way out, if I'm being honest. Um Shishinka fifteen to two is a great price. Almost eight to one, you know? Almost eight to one. Pena ten to one, no. Vieira ten to one. Maybe uh, the one I like is Aldana sixteen to one. If Aldana fights Shevchenko, I, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think Aldana beat her. I, I, I know I wouldn't in a million years. I wouldn't have said that two years ago. Not in a million years, but I do. I really think Shevchenko is, is on the way. Now we, let's see that fight happen. Let, let's see me pick Shevchenko because I'll probably, uh, I'll probably, uh, you know, back out of it. But yeah, Holly Holm eighty to one. There's, oh, there's talks of Holly fighting in big fights, but uh, other than that, yeah. Don't don't see it. Don't see it. Right, let's move on. Uh, featherweight. This is my other big one, and I'm surprised it's this big a price. But Ilya Taporia is twenty to one to become featherweight champion uh, this year. Now, this is another one like uh, one twenty five, one thirty five with the women. It, and maybe I'll give my other pick here at lightweight. I'm going to go for Volkanovski at ninety two at lightweight because. It's coming up very, very soon, and we'll, we'll know very, very soon. But I, I could see him beating Islam, and I think my pick for that fight will be him to beat Islam. I really do. I, I'm going for that fight. I'm going for him to, to win that. I think he'll fight someone else. I think he'll beat him, say, if it's a Poirier or a, a Chandler or a Benil Dariu. I think he beats all of them. I think Volkanovski is phenomenal. I, 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 I think if he beats uh, Islam, he'll beat everyone because he's young. He's fit. He he's a proper sportsman as well. He's not the type of guy who will win, win a be a double champ, go away, you know, buy a yacht or go away do boxing or go away and you know look for more money. He's gonna fight and continue to fight and fight and fight. And I think he'll do that lightweight if he wins the championship. And the reason, okay, the reason here I'm giving Tapuria is is very simple. Because there's two other lads fighting for the title coming up, right? You could see him against Aaron Allen, who should be the guy fighting for the title. Unfortunately for Aaron Allen, like I think at the moment, I think Aaron Allen is probably, outside of Volkanovski, the best featherweight at the moment in terms of what he has done and what, where he deserves to be. But I think Taporia beats everyone. Apart from Volkanovski, I'd pick Volkanovski to beat him. I think... The further that goes, I think it'll become closer and closer. I think Taporia is superb. I think he beats both of the guys fighting for the title. I think he beats Aaron Lallan. Right? And if he fights Aaron Lallan, I think he'll beat him. And what's, where's he going to go after that? He's either going to fight for the interim title, which might become the real title, or he might fight for the real title, whichever it might be. So I am going for Taporia 20 to 1. I love that price. The, o- the only thing is time again. A lot of these ones, sometimes we always have too many fights. Like one fight can happen or three fights can happen. or th- And you might still not get it. Like missing out on it is the biggest thing in a lot of these. A lot of these could happen two months into next year or something like that. So bear me with me on that one. But I like Tapuria. I really do. And I, I think he's the guy I'm giving there. And a Falkonowski in 92... It's all about being Makachev. That's a tough one. Like, you give me 92 that he beats Makachev. Like, let's say he comes down to Federweight and stays there. Forget about the Federweight bet for a second. But he goes down to Federweight, fights there. You mightn't see him again in lightweight until November, December. He could be fighting, you know, Benil or Poirier or someone like that. Uh, and there's a great chance he still holds on to the title or maybe he doesn't even fight again this year. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good bet. Uh, other prices there, Darius 12 to 1. Makachev to hold on to it. 4 to 7. Look. <sighs> 
Would you take him at four to seven to beat Volkanovski? I, I, I don't think I would, to be honest. Um, maybe I would. Maybe okay. Maybe I would take him at that. No, I probably wouldn't. I probably I wouldn't. Maybe most would. But then he's to win another fight. Maybe another fight after that. That's that's tough. Don't think that's a great price at all. Uh, Oliveira ten to one. Um, Parry eighteen to one. Gaethje thirty to one. Conor McGregor hundred to one. Can you see it, Paddy Pimble two hundred to one? If you want to rip up some money, put it on that. Uh, so yeah, Gamrat eighty to one. I know my guy Sean Dini has has called that one. So yeah, some good prices there. Uh, welterweight. Welterweight's an interesting one, guys. Welterweight is an interesting one. Um, I'm going for Kamara Usman at seven to four. Um, and the reason I'm going to go for that one is, I uh, is this fight with Leon Edwards going to happen? Now, maybe by the time this comes out, maybe it'll be you know announced and all of that. But is is it is it happening? Is it happening? Look, if it does happen or if it doesn't happen, I think he'll regain the title this year. I think he's he's too good. Um, it sounds like Edwards is not gonna fight Shemaev, even if the Usman fight if the Usman fight doesn't happen. So let's say Usman fights Edwards. I think I think Usman win. Let's say Usman is out and Edwards fights either Masvidal or Balan Muhammad. Let's say any of them three guys. I think Usman beats him. So what? And I think he will get the next title shot after that. So whatever way the quickie crumbles coming up to like September, in my opinion, and my, my opinion is often wrong, I think Usman will be champion. Now, the big one in there is Shamayev. What's going to happen with Shamayev? Where is he going to go? I have a feeling he's going to go to middleweight, and I, I haven't picked him in middleweight, which is weird because I, I do think Shamayev will be champion. It's just he's... I feel like getting caught in two divisions is actually not benefiting Shamayev at the moment because we have likely rematches in both divisions which is really bad for him which is really bad for him he's like oh yeah i'm probably the arguably the best fighter in both of those divisions and i can't get a fight for the title in either of them because there's probably rematches happening in both that's a very poor and unfortunate position for shamayev to find him in um so yeah i i think at welterweight usman will retain the title and also i think if he does retain the title i think you won't see him for months because that's the type of fighter Usman is, I think. Uh, so yeah, I'll go for Usman seven to four. Um, Edwards three to one. No, Shamayev nine to two. Maybe like if Shamayev gets a fight towards the end of the year, which I probably do see happening. Uh, he's five to two at middleweight. Do board at him, and I think you might have a winning bet, right? Uh, Rachmanov ten to one. What a bet that is. Ten to one. I like it. Bilal twelve to one. I could be like Bilal is probably next in line to be honest. Like the thing with Rachmanov at ten to one, I think he's probably good enough. But is he going to be close enough in line? Like he'll have to fight Bilal or someone like that, and maybe that will happen. Uh, Jack Della Madalena eighty to one. I think it'll be too early for him this year. My guy in Gary hundred to one. Uh, Conor McGregor hundred to one. Wonder by two hundred to one. So yeah, interesting bets there. Middleweight. So I spoke about this at the start, and. I think they're the top top four here. Shamaya five to two, Alessandra five to two, eleven to four for Pereira, and eight to one for Robert Whitaker. Right? Shamayev. The scenario for him. Okay, I'll give you scenarios for how all of these can be champion at the end of the year, right? And scenarios that I can see happening. I think most people out here could see happening, right? How does Shamayev become champion? Okay. Adesanya fights Pereira, which I think will happen. 
he fights the winner and beats him. So I think that'll, if that was to happen, I think that fight would be towards the end of the year and he would go into next year's champion, right? So that might be the most likely and he's 5-2, he's a favourite, right? Um, Adesanya, how does he become champion? He fights Pereira, beats him. Possibly holds a championship towards the end of the year. Possibly fights Shemayev and holds it, right? Pereira, the exact same. He fights Adesanya, beats him. Fights someone else. Towards the end of the year, beats him and holds a title. Robert Whitaker. Adesanya and Pereira fight. Now, this is this where it differs a little bit, I think. Adesanya fights Pereira. Pereira wins. Whitaker fights Pereira. Let's say Shamayev is at welterweight or something else that much Shamayev. He's welterweight injured, not the round somewhere else. And Whitaker fights Pereira. Whitaker beats Pereira and is a champion at the start of next year. All right. So all of those, right? I think they're all very similar in terms of the, the possibility of them happening. Right? Considering things happen in MMA. 5-2, to 5-2, 11-4, to and 8-1 to one, Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is more than double the price of all the rest of them. So I'm going for Robert Whitaker. I'm going for Robert Whitaker 8 to 1. Like, if you were to have Robert Whitaker versus Alex Pereira tomorrow, I think Robert Whitaker wins that fight. I think he beat Alex Pereira handy enough, really. I think I think Robert Whitaker wins that fight all day. All day. Uh and I can see Pereira beating Adesanya again. I know my best for the year I gave Adesanya to beat him, and I think I think he probably will. But if he doesn't, we know Adesanya, like he wilted in that last fight, he has, he has issues. And Whitaker, 8-1. to one. Like, my call on that, is, it's a two-fold call as well, right? And maybe, maybe the price isn't big enough. But I just don't, the other four, three prices don't stick out to me. They read on Bonicle, 12-1 is not big enough. Just not big enough. Uh, Andre Mooney's at 100-1 to one is the flyer I'd give here. He's the flyer I'd give here. But no, nothing else sticks out to me. Um, Yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going. Right, last two light heavyweights. Light heavyweights an interesting one, and I'm going to stick with who I think will be champion next, and that's Jamal Hill, uh, and he's seven to two. Right, so that's not the best price in the world, but that's the best price I think that is here. Um, Ankalaev two to one, seven to two. Prahachka. I I have a feeling Prahachka will find it hard to get a straight title shot when he comes back at the end of the year. Maybe it'll be next year or whatever like that, but the, the likelihood, right, is that someone fights. Uh, obviously, um, Clover's fighting uh, against um, against Jamal coming up here. There'll be another fight, and then there won't be another fight until maybe March next year or something like that. And maybe that's when Prohachka gets there, or maybe he'll have to fight again. So, at the start of next year, Prohachka to be champion, I think that's unlikely. Uh, Blahovic and Ankalaev Blahovic 5-1 Ankalaev 2-1 I think they're going to struggle to get title shots Re- really I really do think they're going to struggle to get that Rakic might be the one who is well timed at 30-1 to Jaltan Mead at 25-1 that's interesting I think that's too low at the moment Glover 10-1 like Glover could beat Jamal he could beat Jamal he really really could um, Paul Craig is not down here right and 200 to 1 are the, the big outside prices here. If Paul Craig beats Johnny Walker and um, Jamahal wins the fight here, Paul Craig only 18 months ago went back to Scotland. 
which man uh, Hill's hand, his arm. He, he broke his arm off his body and took it home to Glasgow with him. Like, he should be calling him out there mad if he wins a fight before Jamal even fights. Like, he's not even down in the bet. And I think it's a little bit disrespectful. A little bit disrespectful. But, yeah, I'm going for Jamal. I, I just, I do think he will beat Glover. I think he will fight. I think I could see the Paul Craig fight happening. Really good. The thing here as well is, right, or I could see the Rackage fight happening. I think he'd be favourite in that one as well. There's so many people have fought for a title over the last while. I'm very interested to see what happens. Also, could John Jones come into the mix? Like, if John Jones goes to heavyweight and loses, will he stay at heavyweight or will he come back down to light heavyweight? I don't think he'll retire. That'll be interesting as well. So that's maybe one we look at towards the, the latter half of the year. But the last one here, I'm going in the heavyweight division. Cyril Gagne, 5-1. to one. I think that's a brilliant bet. Really, really do think it's a brilliant bet. Like, everyone wants Francis versus John. I want Gagne versus John. That's the fight I want to see. That is the fight that I want to see more than anything. I absolutely love that fight. Love that fight beyond belief. I really, really do. You know? Um, I think France... Look, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think... Francis will either fight John Jones for the title at the start of the year in the first four or five months, right? Start of the year is a bit... First, first five months, first six months. Um, or John will fight someone else for the title. And then there'll be another fight towards the end of the year and then there'll be a, that'll be it, right? So who's John going to fight if he doesn't fight Nganu? It's... Probably going to be Stipe, I would say. And if not, Seattle Gagne, right? And no matter who he fights in that first fight, if it's not Gagne, I think he will fight Gagne in the second fight. Uh, or the champion will fight Gagne in the second fight, whether that's Stipe or whether that's Nganu or whether that's Jones. I think it'll be Gagne in the second half of the year if it's not Gagne in the first half of the year. And I think he'll beat every single one of them. I think Gagne is the best heavyweight in the world. I think he was unlucky against Francis. He could have won that decision. I think he'd beat him the second time. I think he's going to improve. I think he'd beat John Jones. I think he'd beat Pavlovich. I think he'd beat Blades. I think he'll beat A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way to Z. I think he's the best heavyweight in the world. And a five to one, let me rip your arm off for that price, please. Yeah, I mean, absolutely rip your arm off for that price. So, yeah, I'm going for that one. And that's, uh, that's it. I'm not even, the rest of the price is John Jones, 13 to four. No, thanks. 23 to 20, Francis, no thanks. Pavlovich, 9 to 1, nah, keep it. Give me your 5 to 1. Give me your 5 to 1 on Seal Ganya. So, yeah, there you go. And that is it. I'm going to I'll run you through them again. Flyweight, Figueredo, 2 to 1. Bantamweight, Umar and Megamata, 50 to 1. 5 to 2 for Rosenham Yunus. Aaron Blanchfield, 14 to 1. Shevchenko, at uh, 15 to 2 at Featherweight. I'm going for Taporia, 20 to 1. Volkanovsky, 9 to 2 at Lightweight. That's a bit risky, but anyway. Uh, Usman, Kamara Usman, seven to four. Our welterweight Whitaker, eight to one. Numbers game. Um, Hill, seven to two, a light heavyweight. And the lock, the lock of the year, Sale Ganya, five to one to win and hold the title at the start of next year. All right, everyone. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com, and I'll see you all next time. <laughs>